The only place in the multiverse where you can love the book, hate the movie, but still buy all the toys. I'm afraid you're just too darn loud. I'm not looking for a friend. I'm looking for a Jedi master. A what? Please remember to hold on to your butts and get ready to get stressed. With your hosts, Craig Goldberg, Abigail Gardner, and Jacob Walsh. Hello, everybody, and welcome to Yes Have Some Podcast. My name is Craig Goldberg. That's right, YHS Prime here, coming at you and ready to roll. Much like Vanilla Ice at the end of Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles 2, we are here to put on a show. <laughs> I'm excited. Mm. Um, and I'm very upset that we still don't have a NECA Vanilla Ice Ninja Turtles figure, but maybe someday. But that's not why we're here tonight. Unless that's what you this guys want. This isn't sad coming. <laughs> yeah, unless that's what you guys want to talk about. Uh, Jake, what's up, man? How are you? I'm good. Uh, I don't think we're ever going to get the vanilla ice figure. Um, I guess we're no. probably also never going to get a Tatsu figure. So we can just all learn to deal with it. We need to learn how to 3D print a vanilla ice. <laughs> That's the yeah. goal. That's the goal. Yes. Well, the problem is that 3D printing it takes like it kind of takes a long time and you know, ice melts, so <laughs> it's to... so hard to keep it cold. <laughs> and... Trying to 3D print actual ice. <laughs> oh <my> yes. <laughs> In the shape of Vanilla, vanilla. I was just imagining it, vanilla <coughs> ice sculpture, like in uh, Groundhog Day. Just <coughs> sculpting an actual vanilla, vanilla ice. Yeah, vanilla ice sounds like vanilla ice sounds like what Coke would call their diet vanilla Coke. Oh, see, uh, now we're making progress. Okay. We've okay. solved it. Yes, Absom is here. We're on the case. <laughs> diet vanilla sodas. Yeah, we're going to get into some content tonight. We have things to talk about, including. The brand new Batman movie, The Batman, from Matt Reeves. We've all seen it. We've taken it in. We've got thoughts and opinions. I'm excited to talk about that. I've been uh, dying to talk about this. It's been too long since it came out. I'm excited. Yeah, it came out last week. I feel like everybody's seen it now. We can freely talk about it. But spoiler warning, if you haven't seen it yet, take it from us. You want to see? You want to hear the facts from the... Do you want to see the movie? You don't want us to explain it to you. Although, maybe we could do it better. We'll see. Um, and we're going to talk I'm about sure Obi Wan. <laughs> we can do you it. think we can top the movie with our own reenactments? Yeah, sure. Yeah, a hundred percent. The three of us are better than Colin Farrell. A hundred percent. Abby. Yes, admittedly. To say it, didn't know that was Colin Farrell the whole time until the. Where end have the you been, dude? I, you know what? I was we in talked the about it. Yeah, but we talked about that on this show. Yes, but my mind just like emptied that entire like that memory, and and also there was like a uh, a package in the movie theater before the Batman came on where like Colin Farrell was there with Robert Pattinson and everyone just talking about how they're excited about the movie, and I still went through the entire film and was like, man, whoever's playing the Penguin is going to get some serious recognition, um, <laughs> some serious that's buzz. Mind, that's mind boggling to me. You know, I think it's know. a testament to the uh, to Colin Farrell's ability to get lost in the role. Um, yeah. And the makeup. 
or a, one time he was lost on a phone booth. Remember the movie Phone Booth? Can yeah, we talk about that? that? Like they were like, guys, the whole movie takes mm-hmm. place in a phone booth, and I was just like, unbelievable. Mind is blown. sign me up. <laughs> um, so we're gonna talk about that. We're gonna talk about Obi One. Um, the the first trailer for Obi One Kenobi is out. Mm-hmm. We got some st- we got some stuff to cover. Uh, before sure. we get to that, though, I, I will say that if if you're new to Yes, have some podcasts. If you're finding us on the YouTube channel or your podcast feed and you enjoy what we do, we want you to leave a review. We want you to go to iTunes, Apple Podcasts, and leave a review five stars for Yes, have some podcasts. And also, if you're listening on Spotify, you can leave a five star review on Spotify now as well helps us out we would really appreciate it and if you're watching on youtube click that like button you guys know the drill but we got to remind you a little reminder no no big deal that's fine yeah all right you want to stay up to date sometimes craig gives away cards yeah sometimes i sometimes i get crazy dude i I would giveaways wait you gave away cards what are you talking about I gave, yeah. well i gave away a, i got, got a double so i gave it away on my live stream okay. last night on card i was like excess. i was like kind of annoyed that you were doing cardio last night because i couldn't watch because i was recording monster island yeah, that's how busy yeah. we i was like cool i was like cool island. gonna miss it yeah, that's how busy YHS is these days. That we are, we have competing uh, priorities, and we can't watch everybody's stuff. <laughs> double booked. Yeah. We were double booked. Um, so I yeah, was in the comments though. Abby was in the comments. Mm-hmm. Uh, and uh, yeah, we had a lot of fun um, doing that last night. So check it out. Um, I did a little quick hangout with Geek Dad Life last night on his YouTube channel, talking about Obi Wan. A lot of synergy, a lot of connectivity going on in the world of Yes Have Some. And we've got Star Wars Celebration coming. We have to talk about that and figure out what's going on. And Should we oh. do it on the podcast live? That, I guess That's we're right. going. Well, yeah. I, I talked to Ryan Dole earlier, and I was like, yeah, we're, I was like, the three of us are going to sit down and, and try to hammer out what, what's going to happen for Celebration. And uh, he was like, are you going to do it on the podcast? I was like, probably. I mean, <laughs> I think the people want to hear it. Yeah. They want to hear our, they wanna hear our concerns about our how. Stress. We're not sure if like we could afford it because we're gonna also spend a week in Martha's Vineyard three weeks later and yeah, they just they, they want to hear, hear all of that. Shit. Yeah. They want to give me it. vacation season. I love it. It's always expect- vacation season. Yeah, for us it is. Hey, we literally <laughs> spent like the entire fall in New York, I feel like. We were always gone. Mm-hmm. It's great. I mean, mm-hmm. Let's just brag about it. Well, they say home is where the heart is. Mm-hmm. I say no. Gone is where the heart is. Away from home <laughs> is where your heart is. Okay. Um, Abby did something last night. I was so proud of you, and I don't want to put you on the spot. And I don't care if you give it away. Who cares? Abby has been, you know, we did this episode of Toy Anxiety this week where we talked about our holy grails. Mm-hmm. And Abby, I've, I've, you know, we've been, we've known each other for a while, and we've all collected toys for a while, but we all collect toys in a different way. And I've seen Abby go through something the last couple of days that is very Craig like, it is very Jake like. She has been watching Littlest Pet Shop videos on YouTube. She's been on eBay. She's been like coming in the room and just telling me facts about this toy line that I'm not even asking for, but she's just dropping knowledge <laughs> on me. And you did what I'm going to call a late night eBay barge yes, last did. night. It yes. was crazy. Thank I couldn't you. believe what I was seeing. Uh, for being my sponsor in this, I appreciate that because <laughs> uh, I feel like we're doing that uh, big speech time. But yeah, I have. Uh, I just got really deep into the hole and 
I found myself trying to tell Craig how like I was like, no, this is a very good like healthy distraction from like regular life stuff. And he's like, are you trying to tell me that buying toys is a good distraction? And it, like you just figured out yeah. why we all do what we do. Yeah, literally. <laughs> well, combing through and um, yeah, kind of following after your style of, of getting into a toy line. Like I picked up one little thing that caught my eye at Second Chance and then that led me to reading and then watching YouTube videos um, about the Littlest Pet Shop, like the actual carrying case and all the pieces that fit in it originally um, and how you can um, kind of put whatever you want in there. But I want to get that first generation, like 1992, the blue pet shop case. And it, it comes the playset. I've, yeah, the playset. Like it's it's it looks like a pet shop facade then it opens up and you actually have all the pets in like compartments and in their little like you know whatever their cage or container mm -hmm. is um and it's it's incredible and you can kind of mix and match and do whatever you want um but i'm per in particular i want that 92 93 um like the first and second wave uh really bad and we kind of we were on ebay and i, I was like kind of glancing and was was like, give me the phone let me look at these. Um, I was like, you don't know how to eBay as good as I do. Yeah. Well, first you're like, okay, let's see what's sold and see what the most expensive stuff is um, and like get a reasonable price range for specifically the carrying case. Um, and we found one that's like literally stocked with the original line. It's sealed. Um, sealed. Yeah. So it's got the so case. Exciting. It comes like Is that stock. stuff expensive? Is that I stuff mean, expensive? No, no. I mean, it depends what you get. Like, uh, let me show you what it is and then we'll talk. So this is it, right? Now? Yeah, it's like a nice dinner out. <laughs> it's like a nice dinner. Yeah, that's it, right? This thing we're looking at. Uh -huh. Okay. So yeah, we got it sealed for it was, I think, $175. Okay. Mm -hmm. Sure. So yeah, yeah that yeah. is pretty expensive. Yeah, it is. But it comes with yes. a plethora, like a whole bunch of, of cuties on the inside, like a toucan, like the stuff that I was looking for and that was on my Holy grail list comes inside of this already. So yeah. it's going right, to right. eliminate yeah. the needing the need to it, it, find them. It's a, it's like a, it's a one, one stop shop. It's very exciting. I can't wait for it to come in. No idea where it's getting displayed, but mm -hmm. you'll figure it out. Yeah. And I'm you got a nice thing here. Yeah. I'm excited to go to a toy show where like I'm looking for something different and I'm, I might start to see it pop up because I've never really looked for littlest pet shop before. Um, and it, the line did go on into the early 2000s. I'm not at all interested in like the newer updated versions, but I, I would love to see like what's out there, what they have in package. Well, Jake, we've gone through that before, right? Like where all of a sudden you start like becoming interested in a new toy line. Yeah. And you've never paid attention to it before, but then you like go to a toy store and a toy show and you're like, oh, it's here. Like, I yeah. wonder if it was always here and I just didn't know about it or Well, that's one of the that's one of the fun thing about collecting toys is, is like you get to a, you, you'll you maybe just see one thing in a line and you're like, "Oh, hold on. That's cool. I like yeah. that." You know, and it just you just fall down a hole. When you're telling the story about when you started that story about Abby being on eBay last night, it reminded me of I kind of like uh <laughs> I picture I picture Abby kind of like those. Have you ever seen those um those videos where like kids, like little kids, will accidentally like order thousands of dollars worth of stuff on their mom's yeah. Amazon account or something? Yeah. I just like imagine like a bunch of eBay stuff showing up, and Craig, you just be like, "What is this?" And Abby's like, "Oh, I I bought some stuff." Yeah, it's all. I'm into yeah. Little's Pet Shop now. Yeah, dude. Like, okay, I can spend the money. I know how. I know how to press that button. Yes, uh, absolutely. So yeah, hopefully we'll be at Toylanta in Atlanta, Georgia next weekend. Uh, big toy show. Uh, I'm like, 
I'm so mad that it's not this weekend. I was telling Abby today, I was like, what a bad mood. I thought the toy show was this weekend. <laughs> I'm gonna get you a t-shirt that says it's my birthday, like I'm flag guy or something I'm like flag that. Guy. Say happy birthday to flag Me. guy. Oh my god. <laughs> I don't need that kind of attention. I know you don't. I'm gonna be very focused. Really do that Craig's too. gonna be in a disguise next week. No, I am. <laughs> yeah. We were watching Seinfeld last night. What was it? Was the Newman quote on Seinfeld? He was like, Forgive me if I'm Kurt. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and I was like, that's me. Yeah. It's a good line. Anyways. Um, all right, cool. Well, let's let's get into this. Uh, we, we're happy you guys are here with us. The Batman. Let's get to that tale of the tape. Jake, let me start with this. What well, well, you know, this movie was announced years ago. It, it was one of those movies sure. that got delayed multiple times because of the pandemic. We got the first trailer for this at DC Fandom in 2020 august of 2020 yeah. so much like ghostbusters like this had lots of delays lots of anticipation jake wh what was your anticipation level for this movie specifically uh over the last month as we built up to the release well i was getting pretty excited about it because i was kind of hoping that this movie was gonna maybe break the uh the dc curse um i i, I personally have not liked a dc film since the dark night uh yeah it's been a while so <laughs> I, I was i was excited because this was not in the same i mean i was just excited for a new batman excited for a new continuity that has nothing to do with what most of the other uh movies are doing and i like the choice of robert pattinson as batman that first trailer is maybe one of the it's one of the best superhero trailers ever. Like it, it's a very well done trailer and uh, right. it got me super excited. The trailers that came after sort of got, and I think you too, I think the trailers after kind of got me less excited. Yeah. But, I but building yeah. up close to the movie. I, I was definitely, there was, I was excited the whole time, but yeah, some of the, some of the trailers after the first one were not as good and, and kind of left me being like, Oh, I guess this could suck. <laughs> right. I guess it it's DC, it. so yeah, there's still that chance. Yeah, there was well, no expectations, but still. Yeah, mm -hmm. it, it's not that you know the first trailer was really great, but like it kind of felt. I, I only watched um, the second trailer, then I stopped. I didn't see any of the other like TV spots or anything. Um, you know, it was the Nirvana song over and over, and kind of similar shots. It's like I get it. The movie has a red color palette, and it's going to be violent. And I just I want to see the movie. Like I've actually, in my my old age and my wisdom, um, if that's what you could call it, I've, I've kind of moved away from needing to see like every trailer and every piece of footage. I have definitely found that after the first trailer, it kind of strips away the excitement and the hype. Like I want to see that first trailer, but even like with Jurassic world and stuff, like I kind of want to go in, not seeing well, anything else. Let's get just, second and third trailers canceled. Yeah. It's yeah. just spoilers after that. Right. It's just yeah. spoilers yeah. After the first right. trailer, that's the nature of where marketing has gone is like, they kind of give away a lot of the movie. And I feel like this movie did a good job of not doing that. Yeah. Um, and also I think I've took comfort knowing that the movie's three hours. So no matter what you're seeing in like a minute or a minute and a half spot, right. it's going to, well, there's just going to be more. Well, to look also, to. 
I, I had this thought during the movie first 30 minutes of the movie, maybe even like first 15 or 20 minutes of the movie. I was like, Oh, well most of the trailer is we've already seen most of the trailer right. is the, that first Riddler the death, the subway thing. Yeah. It's all like, yeah. that's all that all the trailers, the first few minutes of the movie. Right. Yeah. So once you get past that part, it's like, yes, we're kind of like, in the free and clear to, to let the story unfold. Right. And you know, it's interesting, like the way I approach these types of movies um, is very much from the perspective of my fandom of Batman on film. Um, I have read, uh, you know, I'm not a big comics reader, but the comics I have read in my life have primarily been Batman comics because I am a Batman fan. Batman's probably Mm -hmm. my favorite superhero or definitely. Um, and I just kind of want to say at the top, like, there's some really great analysis of this film and what it drew from, from the world of comic books. Like, Matt, now it doesn't, you know, going into the movie, everyone's like, it's going to be the long Halloween. It's going to be the Court of Owls. And it's like, it, it's not that. It is a, a, you know, there's pieces. You'll catch a vibe. Right. There's pieces those. picked up from, from all of those, uh, those places and there's all that source material and like the vibe I got watching this movie is that more than any Batman movie I'd ever seen. It really seems like they, the idea was to take the core of what makes Batman Batman. Right. And did this noir detective kind of, you know, slow burn thriller. Um, and I think that's really cool and really exciting. And clearly, like it took from David Fincher, it took from Seven, it took from Mindhunter, like the you know it took from Zodiac. And to me, and I know we're kind of like you know, no, but having that grisly, hard-boiled detective nature to it, like, is a, an it's a fully immersive world, and it gives you motivation to like, oh, Batman's like, there's there's really like ups. It's almost like True Detective or any other thing where you're like, oh, there's a fucked up murder scene, and that means the stakes are a lot higher. And for me, it gives Batman much more motivation for like being in it as he is and right. being conflicted. Well, before we go any further, I think we should co- kind of like, there's different levels of, like the way in a Batman movie and like the kickoff of a new Batman franchise is explored. Like this is something we've in my life. I've done this multiple times, like getting a new Batman. Like I I made this joke, but it feels like getting a new Pope or something. It's like James Bond. Right. Right. Like who's the new Batman? How is it? What's it going to be? What's the vibe going to be? Like we went through this with, you know, obviously, uh, Christian Bale and then Ben Affleck. And like, we had the stuff when we were kids with Michael Keaton and Val Kilmer and all that. Um, but let's, let's kind of get our, our general thoughts of what we thought about the movie. And then we'll kind of dig into, the portrayal of Batman and the individual actors in that. So Jake, I'm going to go to you first. Mm-hmm. Did this movie, did it break your DC curse? This is your specific DC curse, by the way, because I, I think we're all a little bit on different. <laughs> everybody's pages. all over the place. Yeah. Everyone's mm-hmm. all over the place, but that's good. I, I, everybody's all over the place. I'm the one who's right, but <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think it did. Love I think it. I did. I think it did. I think the movie was good. I, I there's some issues that I have with it, but overall i thought it was great it was fun i would go see it again i I haven't but i i would i would i would sit and watch this for three hours again i'm excited to see if it if they do a sequel whatever the shows are gonna yeah i I thought it was great Mm -hmm. that's great that's great to hear that's big news yeah 
You gave it the <laughs> Jacob Walsh seal of approval, which is, yeah. it's fine. That means it's good. Yeah, that means it's good. It's fine, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And, yeah, and you're... What, what literally... I found, and Abby, I'm going to go to you next. What I found about this movie is that I have found myself thinking about it a lot more than I normally think about you know, a superhero movie after. Like, I, when I saw Shang-Chi, I was like, oh, I really like that. And, but I, don't, I didn't like think about it that much yeah. afterwards like then this you forget, felt you like it and then you forget about it right by a few days later yeah. there was a lot of analysis in my mind about the portrayal of batman and how they introduced the riddler and how they introduced penguin yeah and how they introduced batman and like the lack of the pearls falling and like us having <laughs> to watch that in in agonize and in, in agony rather like i'm i'm so glad that this movie came with like a, a different fresher perspective um different angle with uh even like wayne tower wayne manor like looked a little bit different and i don't want to only compare it to batman versus superman but i loathed that movie <laughs> so very much and the way that we got to know batman um or ben affleck as batman in that movie he just it was cold and like confusing and kind of a just a drunk feeling batman not at all what i get into um and robert pattinson and like the i think the way that that this movie captured Batman brooding, being conflicted, um, that like really like almost embracing all that emo and gothic side to like and giving giving it back like into a in a very beautiful beautiful way like it's so a you're saying movie with a really I think an awesome love story which I'm always here for when it comes to a Batman movie I love uh, Val Kilmer and Nicole Kidman in Batman Forever um, and I think that they they have like a mental connection that's very similar to what Batman and Catwoman and this have and I was so blown away. With Zoe Kravitz, and I'll get to it later. But her character as Catwoman was just so strong and independent, um, and tough. And she's the best Catwoman, in my opinion. And I think he's the best Batman. I think he's the best Batman. I did make a ranking. I think he might be the best Batman. Yeah. Oh man, this is stressful. Can I say that? Listen, no offense. We're gonna get into it, but like, it's it's very hard because. I've got such strong nostalgic love and admiration and just pure joyful feelings about Michael Keaton and Batman 89 specifically that like it's going to like that will always be my hey you're taking one Batman movie with you to the grave what is it it's going to be Batman 89 because it's ingrained in my uh my my psyche it's mm-hmm. Michael Keaton and Jack Nicholson right but I can step outside of that and have proper analysis of this film and give it the uh, you know the 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 praise that I feel it deserves. So, um, okay, so we're all kind of in agreement. This is this is a good movie. We re- this gets the YHS stamp of approval and recommendation. Is that safe to <laughs> yeah. say? Yep. Okay, because sure. there's a lot of people waiting to see it until we give that stamp. <laughs> yeah, so many people. Um, okay, so. How do we feel about the story that this movie tells, right? So it, it you know, because it, it, I do believe one criticism, I think it's hindered by the PG-13 rating. I would have liked to see an even more. We got uh, one F-bomb, didn't we? Yeah, I, I, one F-bomb and that's mm-hmm. fine. But like, I mean, clearly they're portraying, you know, Paul Dano is really, you know, we heard that it was going to be like the Zodiac, but that is like what, He's doing right. Everything from the costume to the to the puzzles, the the uh, what do you call those things with all the, the graphs? 
uh, that he the, the riddles, the yeah, riddles, but no, the, the specifically <laughs> the the things you have to decode. Uh huh. The, the you know that the Zodiac killer used to send to the newspapers. Driving okay, the yeah. Mm-hmm. Um. Cryptids. So like, Jake, how do you feel about um the plot of this movie, which essentially high level is it's Batman's second year. He is obsessed with this thought of vengeance. He is not the billionaire playboy uh, uh, Bruce Wayne that has been portrayed a lot in the movies. He is definitely a tortured soul. He's Bruce Wayne's barely in this movie. It's mostly a Batman movie, and he is investigating these murders from you know this new serial killer calling himself the Riddler, and he's directly working with uh, Jeffrey Wright's um, Jim Gordon, which I thought was another really amazing portrayal i love their relationship jake walk me through um <clears throat> y- your thoughts on 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 the riddler and the story and the plot of this movie well i think the rid i think my favorite part about the movie is the riddler and i i think paul dano is a great uh, actor and that's one of the things that excited me the most about going into this film paul dano is awesome and he's in one of the greatest movies ever made so i was excited for that and uh I think it's an uh, interesting the girl next door <laughs> the girl next door. And um, I, 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 <laughs> I, I think it's, I just think it's cool that they, they kind of went a little bit of a different route and the Riddler is, he's a serial killer, but he's, he's only targeting, targeting bad people. Like he's, he's the same, you know, it's like, he's, he's the same thing. Batman is Batman just doesn't kill. Right. He's like, he's taking out, the bad and the corrupt people, the of corrupt Gotham. politicians. He's not, yeah. he's not killing innocent people, and I like the idea that it it sort of holds a mirror up to Batman and shows you why. It, it's almost like you you get people who there are people that are on both sides of the Batman doesn't kill thing. Um, I don't care if Batman kills or not. It, that, that doesn't that doesn't uh, make me love or hate a movie, whether or not Batman's killing people or not. But it, I guess this is like a good, um, it's a good argument towards doing that because this shows you what the difference is between a vigilante that kills and a vigilante that, um, you know, is, is doing it the other way. Mm -hmm. I I love the kind of, I don't know. I don't think we want to, I don't know if we want to get into it yet, but I love the twist with the Riddler towards the end. Mm-hmm. I, I I thought it was very funny and well I we can thought, get into it yeah go for it yeah, yeah well it's just the the twist is that the Riddler thinks he's Batman's partner the whole time and <laughs> I mean like if you think about it Batman Batman I don't unless I'm unless I'm wrong Batman doesn't um the Riddler kills all of his targets Batman doesn't stop the Riddler ever no. until the very end you know like right. all the people all the people that the riddler targets he's successful he kills right. all of them and batman helps him <laughs> and doesn't but doesn't realize it until you know the whole put him in the light thing uh, right he 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 helps him and the riddler whenever they're having their conversation in arkham like the Riddler straight up thinks that he's been working with Batman this whole time. And I, I love that. That's such Classic. a different, <laughs> it's yeah. such a different way to go with it. Classic yeah. Edward Nashton yeah. slash Edward Digma. I mean that literally, obviously it's nothing like Batman forever, uh, but, but no, but that element of like being obsessed with and like changing because, <laughs> 
Jim Carrey at one point completely dresses like uh like, like Bruce, Bruce Wayne. Wayne. Yeah, 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 yeah. In forever. right. Two of a kind. Um, yeah. I um I really liked that too. And yeah, Paul Dano really like I don't think it won't have the cultural resonance that like um Heath Ledger did as the Joker. Uh, because for the for one thing, the Joker is always like it's just Batman's most famous villain. He he's you know whenever there's a new Joker, it's like just like a big deal in pop culture. And obviously, Heath Ledger was great as the Joker, and he passed away. So there was like a lot of stuff that kind of shined a light on that. But I think Paul Dano's performance this is a top tier. Like if you think about Batman villains on film, like. There's not many that were better, in my opinion, than what he did because it was such a different approach. And he's such a good actor. Yeah. Well, it's because I feel like almost you can you could kind of say this for uh, the the Nolan trilogy, but it, it's because this is a this is a real movie. And I and I and I learned that really quickly. Like first twenty minutes, I'm like, oh, this is like this feels like a work of art. This doesn't feel like, hey, we're making a superhero movie. I was like, oh, this feels like they're making a real movie that just happens to have Batman in it. And everything mm -hmm. is kind of taken as seriously as possible and as realistic as possible. And that's that's always going to outshine, you know, Mr. Freeze and, and <laughs> Goofy. Yeah, like, you know, it's also those other movies are great. You know what I mean? Like, I love those mm -hmm. movies, but it's always going to come across as better and more well-made when it's, like, kind of taken seriously. Yeah, yes. Unassuming, not, like, forced dialogue. I really like how they did Zoe Kravitz, like, when she's in her apartment with the cats and um, Robert Pattinson is in there and she just says that thing about how she's got a thing for strays. And you didn't need, like, a long explanation, like, um, Michelle Pfeiffer's background and... <laughs> Batman Returns, which I always was kind of conflicted on, uh, but Catwoman as a character that I used to love on the live action show and like through the years, I felt like this was a Catwoman that like seemed logical and like very vulnerable and relatable and not like a cartoon, like more like just a very interesting, cool, complex person. Well, I like what you just said is like they w one thing this movie does across the board is like it doesn't like I think they reveal the Riddler's like a forensics accountant, but it's like in one throwaway line. Like there's not like, they don't have to dig into like a lot of backstory. It just kind of puts you into the mm -hmm. middle. I think by 2022, I think most people understand the basic concepts of Batman. And finally someone was like, Hey, let's, let's assume everybody knows that his parents were murdered in front of him. Like, let's just, like i don't think if you're walking out of batman going well what happened to his parents he, they died in front of him oh no wonder he's so upset like like we you know no you feel that he's upset and conflicted like from pretty much the very beginning like it, this and I, he is brooding yeah that's what i'm saying as an actor like he's the perfect absolutely perfect type for that and it it's just immediately believable you don't need to see the um origin story acted out right on screen and I, and I do like Riddler's motivation, right? He thinks him and Batman are teaming up. He's like, oh, I'm doing what you do. I'm just, I'm taking down these, um, you know, these high-powered, corrupt uh, I mean, city officials. Yeah. If you and really I'm live streaming it. <laughs> yeah. And if you really think about it, he's better at it than Batman is. 
He's pretty good. He's knocking his targets out. Batman takes the whole time trying to figure out who the Riddler is. So mm. the scene at the better. funeral. You should get better at social. <laughs> right. He only has 500 followers. Come on, dude. You got to get out there. You got to start using hashtags. Well, it's relatively quick to develop that many followers. Um, he, uh, the, right. Well, <laughs> right. Think, you'd think he's so good with numbers that he'd be like better at, I don't know, marketing yeah. it. So. What I did like the scene at the funeral where he's got the guy strapped to the bomb, like, yeah, that's pretty scary. That scene has such a good, like, tension building with the, the setup and the, the oddity of it being a daytime funeral. It's very uncomfortable. And yeah. you can tell, like, even despite the trailers we've seen, you knew that that was going to be like a big, messed up, big, messed thing. up. And it thing. was yeah. as it should be. Um, let's, I kind of want to run through the cast a little bit. Like we don't have to dig into every single plot point, but I, I just want to get our, our thoughts on, on some individual stuff. So let's, let's not bury the lead. Robert Pattinson, Bruce Wayne, Batman. Um, how does this compare? You know, the, the big rap on, on the Christian Bale Batman movies was like, Oh, these are like, this is like Batman, but in the real world, right? It's very much supposed to be grounded yeah. in some sort of reality. And it, and it is like, I would say the world Christopher Nolan's world of Gotham feels that the just the setting in the city. I mean, it feels like a, a crime movie, right? It feels like heat, feels like something you'd yeah. see in like a big action thriller. And it is grounded. This movie mm -hmm. is grounded, but it's also stylized. And it's it takes itself seriously, but it's very much feels like you're in a comic book, not like sin city but a little bit like that right it's not as mm -hmm. like you know i think that's kind of the thing with Zack snyder is like that hyper stylized like way he shoots the movies can sometimes take you out of it i thought this movie struck a really good balance of being like like tactile and real that's what i was thinking like every they all the um the clues that the Riddler puts out, like none of those are like glowing orbs or cubes or something <laughs> right. from outer space. Right. Yeah. It's like, oh, that's and the, the more you look at it, you're like, Jesus Christ, those rats ate her face and they were poisoned and like all those things that you're it's visceral and real rather right. than like, I'm not quite sure what the glowing thing is or what the point of all this is, which is Justice League and Batman Forever. Oh, or, excuse me, Batman uh, versus Superman, not forever um, for rules. Uh, Batman vs Superman sucks. Okay, can we just get that out of? I that? literally wanted to quit podcasting when I <laughs> I watched that twice. We were only time. like three months. Nobody in. told me to watch it twice in the movie theater, <laughs> but I went back and watched it and was like, I'm gonna take notes. Um, it was excruciating, <laughs> and I hated it. Jake Robert Pattinson, where where does he? How did he do? What did you like? Do you have any nitpicks? How does he measure up against Batman's of past? I mean, I well, I like that. There's not a lot of um. There's not a lot of Bruce Wayne. I, I, are people are people complaining that there's not much Bruce Wayne in the movie? I don't think so. I think it's I think people good because like that. Good, good because I don't give a fuck about what's happening in Bruce Wayne's life. I just don't <laughs> care. I don't want to see Bruce Wayne. Uh, I thought he was great, man. I really, really liked all of the voiceover. The voiceover yeah. was one of my favorite things, and there was a point, you know. There, there's only voiceover kind of in the beginning and then they pick it back up at the end and all through the middle, there's none of it. And I kind of missed that. I was like, oh, I kind of want the, vo I want there to be more voiceover. I liked that. I The narrative is like a comic book. Yeah. Right. Yeah. yeah. Yep. I, I liked him. I think he's, uh, I think he's my, I feel like what you said earlier about the Keaton movie is like, 
I would always, if I had to choose one, I'm always going to choose like the Keaton films. But I think maybe Robert Pattinson is maybe the. I think he. I think he's maybe the best Batman. He's my Batman. You know what it is? If he he is brutal. His, his punching is violent, it's and he, he, there is an aggression there. But there's these clips going around from the Ben Affleck movies where he's like overly, like he's literally just like murdering people, and mm-hmm. people are like, "That's yeah. not what." The essence of Batman is his like his conflict, his his need to like avenge the death of his parents, but also like have some sort of like moral conflict moral, rather right, than right. just like uh, well, just there- an anger issue. Right, yeah. right. Self loathing well, issue, which is how I thought Ben Affleck portrayed it. I also think that the Batman design in this movie is like it's sort of there's like something off about it, but not in a in a bad way. It's like it's it's almost designed in a way that makes you feel uh I don't know, it just makes you feel odd. The head is a weird shape and everything about it is like kind of weird and I and I like that. I like a weird looking Batman. And and the thing the whole thing about how, you know, the first half of the movie where you you get all that narration from him and he and he's talking about how uh he's like it's been 2 years, maybe it's time for me to put an end to this there's i'm making no difference there's just as much crime and then like by the end there's like that scene where where like a kid kind of reaches out to him and he almost is like what like he's like shocked that he's not terrifying this child or something Mm -hmm. that that is something from the comic books and i've seen that in you know there's a there's a really great animated justice league film that's similar where they, they talk about how scary Batman is all the time. And they're like, why are you so fucking scary? And then like towards the end of the film, a kid is like, Oh yeah, it's Batman. And he's like, and he kind of, kind of tones down his suit after that. And he like realizes that he's more of a, it's just like this movie where in the end he's like, Oh, I I can no longer, I don't have to be vengeance anymore. I can now move on to being hope. And uh, that I feel like is a, I feel like that's a Batman thing that has not really existed in the movies until now. A hundred percent. You know and what? A, we needed that. You know what a bold move was? Is that like throughout the movie? Like, yeah, Batman operates out of the shadows, but he's also like he's with the cops a lot. He's with Gordon a lot. Like he's cut like in the end, he's just like saving people. And like, that's the it doesn't feel shit. cheesy. Like it feels like yeah. they found a way to strike that balance. Yes. <laughs> I, yes. I like how all the other cops though hate that he's there oh, like in the beginning so when all the other cops are like oh <laughs> you're bringing him around you're gonna bring this guy and he's just like hi guy it's I like it made me th- it made me think of like uh high school it's like yeah yeah you you know nobody wants you there but you're just at the party anyway or yeah. something and you're like yeah hey. and you wear that outfit you don't care <laughs> it's great you're like yeah i'm awesome yeah <laughs> um Let's talk. Well, we'll, so Abby, Robert Pattinson, give me your thoughts. Oh, just literally embraces the role physically. Um, I think he's very intelligent and interviews I've seen with him. He seems like a really sympathetic person, um, empathetic. Uh, just the fact that he was, he dated case Stu and all that just it, it's credentials for me. Um, I look, <laughs> I look up to him. Um, well, honestly, I feel like. Hon- so you approve of Robert Pattinson because, because he, he dated Kristen Stewart. Stewart. Okay. Gotcha. A little Perfect. bit. Um, but I feel if I'm speaking honestly, like Catwoman kind of stole the movie, in my opinion. I really did love the Batman, but I, I can't stop thinking about the Kravitz. Um, oh. Zoe Kravitz was just really 
I, there was just there was something about missed opportunity, by the way, in this movie to not have American Woman by Lenny Kravitz and play it. Steps any out of the. And I've, <laughs> I'm doing that edit tonight. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm kind of in my journal about how I. Or maybe out. like the, with the. I want to get away. <laughs> I love. I just loved her strength and her independence and free thinking. And I've read articles where Zoe Kravitz has said has said that she is interpreted the character as bisexual um and that's why she was calling the the female who is russian and he was going in the in peril that's why she kept calling her baby and to me i felt like that's dc the villains some of the the like um i guess the the colorful characters and and i think that the uh, the broad spectrum of of representation that exists in in the dc villains um and in their in the that universe is really um it's cool to kind of see that embraced um it's been on the harley quinn animated show but it was really i thought it, it just was inspiring to see a character like to see her rescue and pull bruce wayne up in the wreckage and like just have her strength and and wits right. about her like instead of being like somehow either mind controlled or i love that you you have all this deep thought because i was just like eating popcorn like she's hot well, she Look is. How hot she you is. don't have to know all the other extra stuff. I mean, it means something to me, but no, it's awesome. Just, just seeing her as a character, like also as a smaller person on screen, she is pretty small. You know, she, she auditioned. And stuff. They wouldn't let her. Awesome. Um, they, they, she was in consideration at some point for The Dark Knight Rises, and they, they passed up the. Uh, you know, I, I love myself some Anne Hathaway Catwoman, but I, I thought Zoe Kravitz was great, and I thought, <clears throat> you know, she, when they first introduced her working at the Iceberg Lounge, and she's working under um um falcone and and you get introduced to the penguin like i thought all that stuff was so good because i love the lounge being this 44 central... below yeah yeah yeah. well right 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 yeah yeah um i love that it, it's being like this central point in the movie that they revisit multiple times and any scene in that club where the like the lights are flickering and the music's going and batman's just going through like just punching the through. shit out of people i <laughs> love awesome. i loved that plus so you understand well, the character sorry just the, just the fact the Catwoman grew up in that environment and like was brought to the bar when she was little like that's such a that you understand her backstory and like right, why she's right. as tough as as nails as she is love it Go on, Jake. Sorry. Oh, I was just gonna say those are the only parts where I felt like an old person because I was like, turn this fucking music down, guys. <laughs> this is not very relaxing. Dude, I was like, this is why I don't go out. <laughs> um, so I'll I can give my opinion. I thought Robert Pattinson was great, and I am a big fan of the Christopher Nolan trilogy. And it, it was interesting. I've revisited Batman Begins and I watched the Dark Knight a couple weeks ago. I don't even feel like I know everybody wants to just start comparing. It's just it it can be equal and different, right? It's just like comic books. Like every time there's like a new artist or a new writer on a on a comic book, on a new Batman, you know, whatever, like it can be like, oh, this is also good. Like I think let's see Robert Pattinson do two or three movies and see where we're at, right? Like it's just yeah. his first outing. Incredible first outing. Yeah, and I like where the movie ends in that way that's like Penguin's still in power and it seems like we could well, Catwoman goes off to what's the area? It's well, she says she might go to Bloodhaven. Bloodhaven, yeah. Um, I just so, like that it's open. Nice and, little nod. And that everyone's to, still alive. Yes. Yeah. Well, that's the other thing is. Well, let, let's let. I wanted to go character by character here. So uh, we've covered Catwoman a little bit. Um, we've covered Paul Dano's uh, take as the Riddler. Absolutely terrifying. Did you have any other follow up on on Riddler? 
Uh, just that I I knew that he was going to crush it. Paul Dano is it, it just a terrifying like speaker when you when you watch uh, There Will Be Blood as a as like a pastor. He's like just like sends shivers down my spine listening to him talk. So he really grabbed that role using his vocals um, to to like make a memorable Riddler happen. And I mean, he's li- a lot of the time they show the Riddler. He's like on a phone screen too. Like it, it's interesting that first reveal of him when he cuts off the guy's thumb and all that. Mm-hmm. So awesome. Well, I think he's yeah. much scarier without the costume. I think that's intentional. Like when he was just sitting at the diner uh, or like later on when he's talking to Batman, when he's in prison, like right. he seems it's, it's mentally more upsetting to be like, this guy's very fucked up mentally, but he looks kind of innocent and like, right. right. It's, yeah. He's it's, always kind of looked, kind of young um jake mm-hmm. um let's talk about a little combo let's talk about jay let's see jeffrey wright is james gordon and then we've okay. got uh andy circus uh playing alfred um obviously staples in any batman movie uh you gotta have gordon you gotta have alfred what do you think of their uh performances uh, i mean they're both great i don't think um alfred doesn't get a lot of he's not in it very much. He doesn't get a lot of screen time. I like he that there was died. kind of he almost dies. I like that there's one throwaway line about how he te- he's the one who taught Bruce Wayne how to fight. Yeah, there's it's like it's one line, and it's like oh okay, that's it. That's all we need. That's all our. Uh, why can Bruce? I guess Alfred's you can badass. Um, believe it. Yeah. Yeah, that's all I need. I, I thought he's great. Like he's, <laughs> Yeah, yeah, he he's great. I mean, Jeffrey Wright was is good in everything he's in, and right. uh, usually, usually the the character of Jim Gordon is one of the characters that I'm like, I've never gone into a Batman movie been like, cool, let's see this Jim Gordon, let's do it. I, I'm ready to <laughs> like when you have the Riddler, Batman, Penguin, Catwoman, Falcone, like when you have all those people in a movie, I don't care about Jim Gordon, right? But he's great in this, and it's like, and in this movie, you do care, and you you are like, I'm happy. Like you spend a lot of time with that character, and and there, at no point I, I was like, okay, enough of the enough of this. He no, it was great. great. Yeah, and you, Jake, you know that shot that it was in some of the early trailers, but that first shot where they're at the first murder scene and the camera's yeah. kind of panning, and you see all the cops standing around, and Gordon's walking, like it is just beautiful like they did yeah. such a it's a, such Set a well shot movie color power mm-hmm. um yeah. okay abigail yeah alfred yeah jeffrey wright playing gordon what do yeah you i thought he was sweet uh and empathetic as a character um i believe that he would have taught this bruce wayne how to fight because he's physically like capable of that um i thought he wasn't the la- Jeremy Irons isn't that who was in Batman versus Superman? Yeah, he yeah. was like a mean Alfred. I didn't <laughs> like that at all. Um, now I like. Uh, is it? Ooh, what's uh, from Jaws: The Revenge? Um, who's Michael Caine. I Michael love Kane. that. That's where we've who's come to. From Jaws. Oh, uh, from Revenge. Jaws: The Revenge. That's why I always think of when I'm seeing it. I'm like, I can't unsee him. He was a great Alfred, of course, as a of course pilot. Um, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I thought. Hey, doesn't he pilot a plane in the Dark Knight? I think he does yeah. at one point. Michael Caine is great. It was great, <laughs> but I thought this was a, a fantastic Alfred, very like real and relatable. Yeah, I, I'm. I'm kind of Andy Circus is really talented, but like I, I definitely he's never really uh, spoken to me as like his actual roles. Like you know when he's doing Gollum or King Kong or Snoke or one of those, I'm like all about it. But um, 
I thought this was pretty good though. Limited, limited screen time, but, but not bad. Definitely, you know, an important part of Bruce's life. And, mm -hmm. um, I think the amazing thing about this movie is there's so many characters. I mean, you have a movie that has Catwoman, Riddler, Penguin, uh, Batman, Falcone, Alfred, Falcone, yeah, a bo a both crime families. Well, and like, and also I, I read that this was a throwback to, I think maybe the old, either, either the, it's either a throwback to the comics or the old show, but like, there's another person living at Wayne Manor. There's like also a woman yeah, butler, yeah, yeah. just or like something. the classic Batman show. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. Okay, yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, I can't think of what her name was on the show. Mrs. Right, uses the phone. Yeah, <laughs> she's the secretary. <laughs> um, so, but the movie never feels, in my opinion, never feels like bloated. There is a lot going on and a lot to unpack. Yeah, no breaks here. They I did the whole thing. They did so much world building though. Like it this it sets the template for a really amazing Batman universe. We know that we're getting two spin-offs, right? We're getting the penguin. Now that he's kind of, you know, he's rising through the ranks, he's going to be the leader. We need to talk about the penguin car chase with Batman cuz that was it. like that was a Let's talk about the Batmobile. Like I was on a, a ride at Universal Studios watching that. It was like literally the most heart pounding like and i am kind of a sucker for car chases and i kind of forget that but this movie made me remember how much adrenaline you can like <laughs> it release. Made me remember yeah our audience too i mean it was like a special group of like the first viewing um like super fans or whatever um <laughs> we're just super fans so what i'm saying though is another like, special viewing for why very if you didn't notice i'm special up here no what we did or, or what our theater did as the reaction when batman like appears coming out of his car and it's like that first like taking the role taking the cow kind of moment um the entire theater erupted in, in cheers and i found myself like screaming and being excited it felt like a like that's why you want to go to a comic book movie to have that like I at least one of the reasons for me in a marvel no movie. no no when i want, I a want comic a communal book movie, experience i want my comic book movies to be four hours i want them to be black and white i want them to be on tv divided <laughs> into six chapters and i want there to be yeah. everyone to go uh uh well, they didn't give him the budget to, to do a proper Martian Manhunter cameo. No, this was <laughs> this was a real life, colorful, sexy, scintillating, gritty Batman in like a real Gotham City that you would want to hang out in um, and that you think about later. It's like creatively like who it got just, me hyped. Yeah, I was it, thinking it, about Batman a lot. Jake, what do you think of the uh, Batmobile? Where, where does it rank? I, I uh, so. First of all, car chases, I don't give a shit about cars. Car chases is not something that ever I'm ever excited to watch. I'm just not. The car chase part, I don't care about. But the beginning of the car chase, where you see the Batmobile for the first time, and it's like revving up, and it's like, it felt like I was watching Christine, which I read, I read Matt Reeves was like, I 100% on purpose tried to make the car feel like you were watching Christine. And it does feel like that. that. Yeah. I love that. And I like the scene where Batman upside down, like just as like, he's like, it's like, he knows he's a badass and he's just like walking towards the penguin really slowly. And you know, it's in the trailer, but it's like, where yeah. it's upside down. Cause the penguins upside down. Mm -hmm. That is an amazing show. So like car chase, I don't care about, but the beginning and the ending of the car chase, I loved. Dude. Yes. <laughs> Craig, 
Huh? Are you okay? Yeah, where'd you <laughs> What's go? Happening? What are you I'm doing? Thinking, I'm thinking about Batman. <laughs> you see, you have the anatomy of car crash. <laughs> well, I'm thinking of the dichotomy of why Jake could care less about car chases and why Abby loves them so much. Yeah. Like, I'm digging into the psychology. I don't know. And it's weird because I love Christine, but it's just like the act of driving a car. It's like, I don't. Okay. It's like it's a car. It's a I car. Like I'm not excited chase. by watching a car go fast. I don't. Oh, you know, I do. I'm I like, don't. I like action. I'm man. not like a Fast and the Furious fan. I don't watch like. Now. I am. Sounds I like you are. This, this reignited an interest that I had of watching car uh, races. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what I'm saying. Car, <laughs> I car race. You thought Riddler? No, you thought Penguin and Batman were racing each other. <laughs> Never mind. I'm just gonna no. I, no, I get yeah. it. No, it's definitely something that like I I it was badass. Forgot I loved it. and don't I loved normally it. like, but was taken caught off guard with how much I got into it. Felt I it. thought it was sick, bro. Um. Okay. Couple more things I wanted to get into. Two spinoffs coming. That's good. Clearly, the movie's gonna get a sequel. It's killing at the box office, but we're gonna get a limited series on HBO with Colin Farrell's Penguin. I heard about that before the movie, and I was like, that sounds stupid. After the movie, I'm like more he's great he thought he was so good that scene where he's making fun of them for not knowing spanish because of the riddle right is really funny it was almost like he was channeling a little like tony soprano kind of thing Mm -hmm. um and then the other show which was originally going to be a gotham city police department show is now being reworked to be uh, a show that takes place at arkham um Mm -hmm. personally i'm all for it i love the rogues gallery let's get into it there was a cameo in this movie. I know it's controversial to some. Some loved it. Some maybe didn't like it. We got a small look. The actor's name escapes me. Barry Keoghan. That's his name. Or Keoghan. He was in Eternals portraying the Riddler. No, the Joker. But he's with the Riddler. They're having a conversation. Mm-hmm. Now, they don't really show his face. He kind of has a little like Joker monologue. It feels a little, to me, a little out of place in the movie. I know Matt Reeves said there was another scene with the Joker from earlier in the movie that they cut. They were back and forth on whether or not they wanted to include this scene. Matt Reeves has come out and said, just because we did the scene does not mean the Joker is going to be the villain in our next movie. I think we can all safely assume he probably will be. But Jake, let's go to you first. Okay. How do you feel about this Joker scene? Um, I thought this was the worst scene in the entire movie. <laughs> it did feel, it did feel, it felt like it belongs in another movie. It felt very shoehorned in. It felt like they, it felt to me like Matt Reeves felt obligated to show us the Joker. Like he was like, they're going to be mad if we don't give them a right. taste of the Joker. I hated it. it. And the voice seemed weird. The laugh seemed bad i just i don't i did not care to see it i like the joker and i and i would not be mad if the joker was the villain in one of the next movies but this just felt it took me so out of it and it just felt it just felt like it did not belong in the movie i just like i watched a movie that felt uh i don't want to say that i don't want to use the phrase grown up but it felt like i watched a real movie that had like real intention behind it and did not seem like the kind of superhero movie where they're just trying to make money. Right. Right. And then all of a sudden it felt like I was watching one of those movies. I was like, Oh, right. Okay. okay. So Good point. Good point. yeah, so it's weird. I, I did read some stuff about um, where Matt Reeves has said that he's not the Joker yet. They're like, he is the Joker, 
but he's not using that title yet. Like he's going to get there and that apparently that other scene they cut out um, talks about how it's like his and like Batman is the one who put him in there. They've already got a relationship going and I, and I like that. That's the way they're, they're going to approach that. So it's like Batman already knows him and all that, but Mm -hmm. I just felt like that scene did not, it just could have been out of the movie. Okay. Abigail. Yeah. I mean, it didn't, I, I'll be honest. The, the, however they were, does the design on Joker was, I thought that his face looked looked really mangled. And I was thinking it was two face when I first saw it. Well, it it definitely looks like his face is fucked up. Yeah. Yeah, And I kept looking at Craig and going too. I was like, Two Face? Do you yeah, think I was like, that's who it is? I was like, Stop it. I was like, I was like Oh, is it Two Face? I was like, She's calling for peace in the middle of the movie. <laughs> I thought I was being sneaky. Um, but yeah, no, it didn't. It didn't uh, because I was fixated on whether or not it was Two Face. I didn't hear all the clown references because Craig was like, Abby, there was like six. No, jokes about I think he says one. He okay. says something about, uh, he does a. Either way, it was not my most memorable left. moment from the movie. Yeah, and it I could have take it, taken it or left it, kind of. I wish it was Mark Hamill. What's wrong, Riddler? I would have been A little better. blue in the face. I don't know. Something, something <laughs> wrong. Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, it, it's fine. Like, it's at the end of the day, it's still, you know, they're still going to try to expand this. Like, go to Walmart right now. This is a movie that they're trying to make money. There's Batman shit everywhere right. i mean i almost bought a children's batman book bag today just because i you know just because <laughs> i was there um where's your uh, golden pattinson statue it's it's a stunning reach yeah i mean i love it man i'm into it i i, I thought this was such a really a uh, really cool way to to reignite um a, a separate standalone you know earth 2 universe of batman um and i can't wait to see where it goes now we haven't really touched on the third act of the movie jake i know you had some qualms about it I personally loved it because I is I wouldn't have not I don't think they would have if they would have just ended with Riddler getting arrested and that's the end of the movie I think the average movie going audience would have been like well how could that be the end they didn't do the big where's the big where's the big I, thing on the screen Well see I think that is a dangerous way of thinking and that what you're doing Craig is that is uh uh, buying into the popcorn superhero like that that's not what kind of movie this is this isn't a pop every single movie you watch does not have to end in a giant if you're being more realistic you don't flood an entire town like that's not a realistic thing in uh i'm not i didn't hate the third act it just felt to me like I would have been happy with an ending after the Riddler. Like Batman um, could have gotten to the same conclusion. I think I I do feel I I understand why they do, did it, and I do think it drives home that whole uh, vengeance to hope thing right, right. pretty hard. And I think that was the goal. So, and if you're looking at it that way, then fine, it makes complete sense. But also like. I'm watching Batman fight 50 incel Riddlers now. That's kind of that's kind of dumb to me. I love it. I enjoyed that. The part. Riddler's master plan was to plan a mass shooting at a stadium. <laughs> By the way, a lot of good movies end in stadiums. Godzilla 98, other movies. I thought it provided for beautiful imagery. I really liked seeing Batman with the flare rescuing the group me too. of people. Me too. Um, 
whatever the political character who's the mayor, the yeah, mayor, mayor. Yeah, yeah, all that. That's great. Love to see that. And I think my favorite shot was, and I, I, this could be the very last shot. I don't remember where it happens, but when Batman and Catwoman are on their motorcycles and they go off in different paths, yeah, like, that that yeah. was a beautiful what, shot. And that's what like where it's an adult movie. But then, like, but <laughs> my my nitpicks are like, you, so you go from a pretty grounded film. I'm in. I'm in. They got me the whole, you know, first two thirds of the movie, and then on top of all the like, now there's fifty Riddlers. Now we're flooding the city. Now we're in Gotham Square Garden, and everybody's in here. And and now Batman's like injecting himself with a serum to be stronger. And I'm just like, now this is now this is silly. Well, this it is becomes a. Silly. I mean, the thing is, is like it's still a Batman movie that's supposed to feel like the comic books. Like when the, when, when the city floods, I'm like, okay, Gotham city has a historical precedence in the comics of being flooded, earthquake yeah, but, blown up, but, cutting off from the government. And I was into it. I like but it. that. But, 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 but what I'm saying is like, just because it happens every time, that's not an excuse. That doesn't mean you got to, fall into the trope of making the same shit every time. Like no, if you're I, trying I to be different, that, but... be different. Don't tack on another movie at the end of your really well-made movie. Can I, that's can maybe I not something? as good as the first third. Can yes. I say something? I've never talked sure. about this publicly. Sure. I love the dark Knight. Traditionally, I would say the dark Knight's my favorite Batman movie, mm -hmm. but I've thought about this over the years. I don't love the ending of that movie. By time when it gets to the point where there's like two boats full of people and they have to make the choice, yeah, of like who, like I I never really it's liked. Weird. It. I was it's a little weird. I always thought I, mm -hmm. I always thought that that like that's the Joker's master plan is like I'm betting on society to crumble on itself, but he hope like I I for as good as that movie is, I've always felt like that was kind of like I understand like the vibe they're going for and the message they're trying to. Uh, uh, portray, but I never really loved that ending. It I feel, like, I feel like this movie did a better version of that, which is the Riddler has plans to get caught, very much like the Joker in the Dark Knight, and then he has this other supplemental plan to have his followers uh, try to go through. Now, it would have sure. been really lame if the followers just decided not to do it because humanity. <laughs> they, they show up and start You're shooting right. up the place, yeah. and then Batman just goes, you know, goes nuts on them. Yeah. Um, mm -hmm. I kind of like the Venom because, like, I want to see Bane in this. I want to see all the Batman villains in this universe. Like, yeah, we'll I'll bring watch Batman bring inject on. anything. I don't want to see Bane ever again. Oh. Of course. Yeah, I guess I kind of going back to. I watched Batman Begins this past week and. Kind of made me realize that those aren't my favorite Batman. Abby movies. was just like, I forgot Katie Holmes was in this. Look, <laughs> that's a detractor for me. I wanted to be grading and you don't not like Holmes and like almost like an alien life form. It's kind of funny because Katie Holmes was in that show Dawson's Creek, and that Heath Ledger was in the sequel for The Dark Knight, and he was married to um, God, what's her name? <gasps> the other one from Dawson's Creek. Oh, I'm bad with names now. Oh, she's <laughs> in uh, Jennifer. Jessica Back Mountain. Doesn't yeah. matter. All right. All right. <laughs> Why don't we do our rankings? Oh, Heath Ledger's also in a Brokeback Mountain. Yeah. There you go. All right, let's do some rankings here. Cool. Hey, do you know who else is in Brokeback Mountain? Catwoman. Uh, 
Oh, she is. Yeah. yeah. No, the so other is Randy Quaid. Woman. Lesser Catwoman. Oh, yeah, Lesser. Anne Hathaway. <laughs> Anne Hathaway. Uh, Wait, hold on. Jake Gyllenhaal's in that movie. Yeah. Right. Often whose rumored sister, to play, whose sister plays the same oh. character that as Katie Holmes <laughs> as Katie Holmes does. We've uncovered it. Brokeback Mountain secretly a Batman movie. Yeah. I knew it. <laughs> I knew I always it. liked it. All those little connections are actually kind of interesting. Yeah. Okay. Let's let's become the Riddler. <laughs> Start connecting <laughs> them all together. When you're on a mountain. No, we're not going there. Okay. <laughs> um. So let's rank some stuff. First of all, what, what was Heath? What was her name? It's going to drive me crazy. Who? The, the actress from Dawson's Creek. From Dawson's Creek? Yeah. Um, Michelle Williams. There she goes. Michelle. Michelle yeah, Williams. She played um, Pacey. Nope. <laughs> the new girl in town. <laughs> okay. Anyway. Um, she played Jen. Jen, yeah. I was thinking of Josh Jackson. That's Pacey. Mm-hmm. From the Mighty Ducks. Okay. Yeah. All right. Um, movie rankings or Bruce Wayne rankings? Let's rank the movies. I think we already kind of talked about like Robert Pattinson's t- like he's top tier. Like he, I think he's neck and neck with Christian Bale after one movie and we all love Michael Keaton and we all have a soft spot for Val Kilmer and George Clooney and right. Ben Affleck suck. <laughs> like, yeah. yeah. Like, I think yeah, I would okay. agree with that. That's sums my, that's up. my ranking. Yeah. Okay. Yep. All right. That all right. sums it up. Bat- at, now, Abby, you have a definitive Batman movie ranking. Yeah. I mean, I went with my gut Let's on this. So I didn't, I didn't go with like I think this is by far the most well-made movie and most respected. I went with my gut and which ones I would want to put on. Okay, start at first, the bottom, first to last. Okay, so my least favorite Batman, number eleven, Batman versus Superman. There's, yeah, there's eleven of these. Yeah, I counted the sixty-six movies too. Jesus Christ. So we'll we'll run down quick. Number eleven is Batman versus Superman. Okay. Awful. Martha. No, no other words need to be said. When they um, said Martha in this movie, I just started laughing. They forever have ruined the name Martha. Yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. Number 10, Justice League. Okay. Number nine, Batman and Robin. Number okay. eight, Batman 66. Number seven, Dark Knight Rises. Number six, Batman Begins. Number five, The Dark Knight. Number four, Batman Returns. Number three, Batman 89. Number two, The Batman. Number one, Batman Forever. There you go. That's Abby's okay. list. That's I like it. My yeah, list. Sure. I would have been mad if you didn't put Batman Forever at the top. Yeah, I could. I would have been like, you're being Absolutely a Absolutely couldn't. Yeah, it's, I've got to be true to me. Um, I'm still going to put Batman 89 at the top of my list um, because it's it's just, it is what it is. Like, I, it, they can make it, it's just like Ghostbusters. Like, they can make the best movie, like, I think technically Ghostbusters Afterlife is probably a, a, a better made movie than the original Ghostbusters. Right, like, yeah. but it's no, nothing's ever going to top the original Ghostbusters. That's how I feel the about the Batman versus so, Batman Forever. That's why Batman for Superman will always be my number one. Um, I, I'm going to still put Batman 89 number one. And right now I'm saying it's probably, you know, the Dark Knight and uh, the Batman are kind of neck and neck. We'll see. Time will tell. Yeah. Jake, what do you think? I mean, pretty similar. I'd put like my top three would probably include, I'm not exactly sure the order, but it would include um, Batman 89, Batman Returns, and this movie. Hmm. Uh, You know, um, 
because returns in 89, I've just like, those are the two that I will rewatch more than any, even if, even if I think this is a better movie, those two are going to just get rewatched. Right. It's a different, it's a childhood thing. It's what I grew up with. Um, after those three, I'm probably putting, um, the dark Knight, and then it's going to go from there. It's probably going to go to Batman forever. Batman begins maybe. Um, and then everything else with the Dark Knight Rises being just above Justice League and Batman versus Superman. What do we think for the sequel? What what is there? We'll, we'll end on this and then we'll we'll talk about Obi Wan a little bit. Is okay. Any is, is there any villains you want to see in the sequel? Like, or is who do you love from Poison the Batman? Ivy, Harley Quinn? That'd be nice. Harley Quinn is a hard fucking no from like I don't. I love her now though. Harley Quinn sucks. I I like I've always liked Ivy and I liked Poison Ivy in the cartoon, but the issue with those kind of that is almost a supernatural type supervillain. Right, right. That does not make sense in any way in these kind of movies. I'm sure they could do it, but they're gonna. It's gonna be the same. As long as she's not like it an environmental a, shrew. No, it needs to be a ground like a paleobotanist, like a, like a Laura Dern maybe. <laughs> it's a Laura Dern. It, yeah, they're the way this movie has set things up. It's very much like the Nolan trilogy. They're only going to be using villains that are a little more grounded and make a little more sense. And it's easy. It's easier to buy a crazy guy who takes steroids. It's easier to buy a crazy guy who just has clown paint on. What do you do with poison ivy? You can't right. just have somebody who's like controlling, but that makes no sense. That's not going to happen, I don't think. Matt Reeves well, said like he... biological warfare with like things that you ingest or like poison sure. fumes. Sure, That's sure. What they would do in the animated series. Matt Harley Reeves Quinn... says he wants to do a grounded Mister Freeze. Really? Yeah. Mm. I don't. Know I don't how, know what a grounded. I don't, I don't know exactly is. how you do that, but I, I, I like Mister Freeze. I like Ivy. I just, those don't seem likely to me. Harley Quinn doesn't seem likely to me just because there's been so much Harley Quinn recently. Yeah, especially with James Gunn's. Also, Harley Quinn sucks. Man, I would have to say, no, it's okay. I used to agree with you. I used to really really have vitriol and hatred towards her. I don't. Until I saw the animated show on HBO and that completely changed my mind. You know what? That's my canon and I don't care about any of the other Harleys. Go ahead. Go ahead. I like Greg. Margot Robbie as an actress. I do not. Her portrayal of Harley Quinn just, it just, it's left such a bad taste in my mouth that it, I, it's one of those things like I, I would, I would like to see another actress take a different approach. Yeah. And I'm not, I'm not saying it's impossible. It just seems very unlikely to me. And if I'm making a list, she's at the bottom. I, I think. I think it will be more interesting to see. There's a lot of Batman movies and we've seen the Joker so many times. I know they're going to do the Joker because it's like you have to. Um, it seems like they're setting up Bane with having him do the in the injection. But that seems strange to me that they would just reuse. There's so many villains like maybe we need to be getting some lesser known. You you hear you hear people talk about how Hush is a favorite among the villains. But Hush in the comics is like kind of like what they just did with the Riddler. Right, right. I I don't know that they would use that. The Court of Owls thing is a cool concept, but I just, I don't know. Like, it seems like the kind of movie where they're going to try to keep things a little more grounded. People in costumes, not people with like superpowers. So, Mm -hmm. 
Yeah. I guess, yeah, I, I see your point. I I'm definitely just wondering if there's a way you could translate it. Well, 100% like um Harvey Dent's going to show up at some point. Like even if he doesn't show up like turn into Two-Face. Right. I just think I would go a little bit more obscure with care like like let let's like I said to you guys off air. Let's not worry about making it a trilogy. Let's make let's let build a whole universe out. Let it go for a long time. And if Robert Pattinson five movies in decides he doesn't want to do it anymore, Get a new actor who's really great and keep the same universe. I don't think you need to reboot these universes every 10 years. Just make good movies. Like yeah, this but one. that's you don't need like to, to but change that's the just, industry. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that'd be great. Um, any other final thoughts on Batman? I thought this was really a uh, good, good discussion. I want to see it again. I've, I've meant to, but because we've been busy. and Dude, it's going to be on uh, HBO Max in like three weeks. Can't wait. Yeah, oh, I I'm think next month. Yeah. You guys are going to walk in. I'm just going to be like lights off, couple candles lit. Something. <laughs> yes. Anyways. Yeah. Um, and I do Enough like that. Song. No, no. That's great. <laughs> Drop D. It fits so well in the movie that you're like, you can give Fetch sure. it so many times. Sure. Um, all right, cool. Robert Pattinson. Yeah. We did it. Yeah. All right, let's talk about uh, Obi-Wan Kenobi. Hey, so for Obi-Wan here, can we do like we did with Jurassic World? Can we watch the trailer together? Like we did when we did um, the Jurassic 100%. World one? Yeah, let's let me, uh, let's let me get that up. Abby, what, while we do that, why don't you tell people where they can like find us on social sure media and things like that? You can find us on Instagram at YHS Podcast. We're on Twitter under the same handle. Um, on Facebook, we have a group called uh, Yes, Have Some Podcast Group Therapy. It is a closed <laughs> that group. That is what it's called. That is, in fact, what That's it's it. called. It's a closed group. It's awesome. Um, it's grown really big, but it's an intimate like setting where we uh, filter, keep the best stuff, no means. A lot of candles. You know, it's like an acoustic set. Yeah, yeah, dude, it's it's really nice in there. It's like you're at uh, the 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 Daily Grind coffee shop. You're wearing your hookah necklace and your, your corduroys, and you're just having a good time. Is it like so you're that? on the set of Friends and you're you're on the set of Friends? Yeah. By the way, guys, I just searched Star Wars trailer. So, do you oh, want to watch the Force Awakens trailer, or would you like to watch the Obi? <laughs> Obi- <laughs> Wrong one. All right, so we'll uh, we'll get this loaded up here in just a second. Um, before we get to the trailer, though, I like doing this. Uh, Jake, what has your anticipation been for uh, Obi-Wan? Have you been pretty excited about it? Yeah, I've been more excited for Obi-Wan, I think, than... You know, er- earlier, much, much earlier, before any of the Star Wars shows started coming out, I, I remember kind of being annoyed at... I didn't want to see any characters what we already knew. I was like, let's do all new stuff, you know? But But then it's like... I like seeing the characters I know and seeing like the old Luke Skywalker stuff. It's like, Oh, I just want more of the stuff I already know. So I like Obi-Wan. I'm excited for it. I'm excited that we're getting Darth Vader, possibly some Anakin stuff. Um, you and McGregor, like, yeah, I- I'm more excited for this than I've been for any of the star Wars shows so far. hundred percent. Yeah. Abigail, how about yourself? I myself, yeah, I've, I've watched it many times over uh, when it came out yesterday, and I had to watch it on our big screen TV because it's just it has that music, Duel of the Fates in it, which just it gets me going. Right. I love you and McGregor. I love Obi Wan. Um, well, let's. Well, why don't yeah. we do this? Let's watch the trailer, and then we'll we'll talk about it. The fight is done. 
we lost. Stay hidden. The key to hunting Jedi is patience. Jedi cannot help what they are. Their compassion leaves a trail. The Jedi code is like an itch. He cannot help it. Where is he? That is quite a trailer. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, we talked about, I talked about this on Geek Dad Life last. I think Jake Stevens brought this up. The Inquisitors use the, the spinning red lightsabers, but in the animated shows, they can use those as like helicopters. So I wonder if they're going to bring that <laughs> into uh, this. Like, are we going to see them? They better down? not. They better oh. not. They better <laughs> not. Well, let's uh, let's break this down a little bit, uh, Jake. Uh, this dropped yesterday. Yeah. Um, I think we all have we, you know, Obi Wan as a character is pure, and Hugh McGregor is great. Like we all love this, and we've all been excited about this. So let's roundtable it, Jake. What what were your overall impressions of the trailer? What you know? What are you feeling? Yeah, I'm excited, man. It, it looks like something that I wasn't kind of. Um, uh, expecting is that it looks like a lot of it takes place not on Tatooine. And I was kind of expecting the show to just be, I was expecting the show to almost be like Obi-Wan's hiding. People are coming for him or Luke and he just has to stop them. And it's just a bunch of Obi-Wan fighting in the desert. So I don't know why that's where my head was the whole time, but it's like a lot of this looks like we're somewhere else. And I think that's Mm -hmm. cool. It looks very, it looks very it just looks like Star Wars to me. I like that we got new characters. I haven't watched all of the cartoons, so I'm not exactly up on all of the Inquisitor stuff. I've seen some of it, but not all of it. But it's just it's cool. Uh the the little voiceover that he has, I love it. I love that like just the way he's talking about the Jedi, and it's like he's like, oh, they have to be. They have to show off and be good. They can't just be quiet. I, I right. love. Yeah, it. referring to him as like cool. an itch. That's yeah. yeah. Excuse me. Love that. Um, in the Entertainment Weekly uh, cover story that is coming out this week. By the way, it's the last print issue of Entertainment Weekly ever. They're yep. going to digital. I might pick it up. Might be fun to. Yeah, that the cover is amazing. That picture is incredible of uh, Obi Wan. Um, Hugh McGregor is quoted as saying, we find Obi-Wan at the beginning of our story rather broken and faithless and beaten, somewhat given up. Um, just to catch everybody up, this takes place, you know, 
five to seven years after the events of Revenge of the Sith. He's obviously in exile on Tatooine. We see in the trailer a young Luke Skywalker doing his best young Anakin Skywalker impression. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Um, Abigail, what, what, you know, I had to take a couple seconds to make sure that was who it was. Like while I was watching the trailer, it's so hard to figure out timelines in Star Wars. It is, it is, and you're kind of thrown off by the pod racing, like the goggles and the way he's doing that. You think, you know, that looks like little Annie. Um, <clears throat> but what I think about the show and about the trailer is, I'm like, I'm ecstatic to see. Um, there's something like Christ-like, kind of, and iconic about Ewan McGregor. Like as he's the best Obi Wan and. Yeah, it's what led me to put uh, George Michael's father figure on and keep playing it while I was watching the trailer over right, and down. over. It's getting weird. It's not getting weird. But I it could be a father figure. It's okay. just nice to see. It's just like he's he's a rock is what I'm saying. Like it's someone that's dependable, that's been there throughout all the movies um, and get to get to see a slice of, of their life. Like in this time period, it's, it's exciting. Um and I like the I like the visuals. Some of that stuff looked like Coruscant and looked like some prequel stuff that um, like good prequel stuff. Yeah, they're basing that city on like Hong Kong and like very neon. Um, that planet is called oh, we're, I just had it up. Uh, Dayu. It's a neon drenched planet called Dayu. New, new place. Cool. New place, which I like, and it very much. It you know obviously, um, we you know if you're not even if you're not up on you know rebels and and fallen order and all that the inquisitors are jedi hunters they work for the empire and darth vader is trying to do you know after order 66 there were some jedi that survived and obviously we know yoda goes into exile and obi-wan goes into exile and obi-wan is watching over luke on tatooine and i guarantee you that episode one these are well, not ep not that episode one, but this new episode <laughs> one. These Inquisitors are going to show up and start causing a ruckus, and uh, Obi Wan's going to have to go out and, and and take care of this, and it's going to lead him to battling Darth Vader. Hayden Christensen is back. Are we going to get flashbacks? Or is this going to take us into the Clone Wars era as well? Like, there, there's so many possibilities for this show. I I am floored. I just. I absolutely cannot wait uh, for uh, for this show. I mean, I, I, I said this to you yesterday, Jake. We're getting a direct sequel to the Star Wars prequel trilogy, and that's not something I ever knew that I wanted or was going to yeah. get. It's really cool. It's cool. And it's weird. And it's also like, uh, you know, Ewan McGregor is not the original person to play Obi-Wan, and it's a rare thing that people he is the best kind now. of... But it's a rare thing that people kind of gravitate more towards the person who played him second. You know what I yep. mean? It's like usually you like the first and you're like, oh, fuck anybody who came after. But it's like, right. He's right. great. He's great. And he can carry it. And it's like a, it feels to me, it feels bigger than the Mandalorian than Boba Fett. It feels more like an event, more like a real thing. Having more the cinematic. Duel of Fates. Yeah. Having the Duel of Fates in there, having him in it. I, I think it I think it's gonna be big, man. And I and I hope we do get to see some Anakin flashback stuff. And if I'm and if I'm like fan, you know, uh, if I'm having like a, a, a list of the fan things I would like, I want I wanna see Yoda. I wanna see Ooh. Yoda alive one more time. Me too. I think yes, that would that would be a great thing to see. Like if Obi Wan just goes to Dagobah for a second. Maybe he needs for some, some advice. advice. I don't know. Like, yeah. he, like he's alive at this time. It, there's, there's a. They can make up any reason to to give us a Yoda scene, and I, I, it might not be very likely that that happens. But um, well, what if he goes to Dagobah and 
Liam Maybe need, he finds a wayfinder. It takes him <laughs> it to takes Jacob. Him. Liam Neeson will 100%. Qui-Gon Force Ghost is 100% Qui-Gon's in here, yeah. He's in. Sure. He's in. Anakin will become a Jedi. <laughs> um, I um, I 100% think that there's possibilities of those characters you know, coming back. And I think the reason why this feels bigger, there's a couple reasons. First of all, when John Williams is scoring Star Wars, yeah. it feels bigger i mean can you make an argument that duel of the fates is one of the most iconic most operatic like best piece i mean obviously the original star wars theme is you're not going to top that but then you got the jedi theme you got duel of the fates you got leia's i mean mtv movie awards with kid rock what doing the duel of the fates do you remember that where they opened up i think it was the vmas Kid Rock did Duel of the Fates? I mean, yeah, there was like they Pull had it up. a chorus. Pull it yeah, up on I YouTube right God. now. I have no on. idea what there you're talking about. some sort, yeah. I mean, I could be kind of throwing Kid Rock in there from like another performance. <laughs> I swear to God, they, they had like, they opened a show with the Duel of the Fates. It had to have been 1999. <laughs> God, am I, do I have a fabricated memory? So it's, I'm going to, there's nothing coming up. I'm going to Duel of the Fates. You said the look, look up MTV the, awards. MTV, it's either yeah, whichever they they have music awards and then they just have do video. yeah, just type in MTV then Duel Fates yeah. MTV and see what I'm happens. not seeing anything. You made it up. I swear to God. Wait, now hold, I'm on, gonna, hold, hold on, hold on, hold on. No, you're, there's something here. Hold on, I got it. Please find it. I got something. I swear. Let's watch. Not. It. I don't know what this has to be. What you're thinking of? Okay. I don't know. I have no. Well, let's watch this and do some commentary yeah. on it. Oh, every, let's watch it. Listen, everybody's doing commentary yeah. on the yeah, trailer. Yeah, no one else is talking about the <laughs> no real story no bring, here. Yeah, we're bringing you the real <laughs> deal. God, I hope this is. This is better. This is what you want to be better. We all get it. You McGregor's back. Great. Good. Right, Star Wars. Stuff. It's good. All right, hold on. Here we go. <laughs> Can you see that? Yeah. yeah. All right. So it says, do you remember Star Wars Duel of the Fates? came all the way from Michigan to New York City with a group of college students. And instead of going to the bar last night, we went to Toys R Us to get some Star Wars toys. Yes. <laughs> get her number. Yeah, I am a geek. That's yeah. awesome. I'm so proud of you because I'm a geek too. That is great. What'd you get? We got new lightsabers. <laughs> Dude, hell knows this person. Double-edged. Sword. Those are badass. Hold on. I love this so much. <laughs> I'm really glad I brought it up. I, yeah. That's Dave Holmes. Just Dave to let Holmes, everyone know, yep. second mm-hmm. place want to be a VJ contest. Yeah. Okay, let's yeah. keep watching because I have no Say idea. Say what we're... karaoke? Yeah, let's let's keep going. <laughs> this is so amazing. So this has to be from like '99, right? When mm-hmm. Phantom is. All right, mm-hmm. here we go. Awesome. I have to stock up on those. So you're ready to check a third look at the uh, the Star Wars video? Are you ready? Oh yeah. Are you guys ready? Yeah. Very well. Let's take another look. The London Symphony Orchestra conducted by John Williams. This is Duel of the Fates. <laughs> Following is your first shocking glimpse into the latest top secret project from one of the world's most notorious stars. What is this? I just wanted to say that. Should we keep watching? Yeah, let's we'll let's get to it. Stop interrupting. At last, we will reveal ourselves to the Jedi. Oh, there's now, Kid Rock. Rock. <laughs> I swear, this was like a live performance. I sh- I'm going to look it up. Ball with the ball to bang a dang, dig it, dig it, dig it. Kid Rock is not involved. This is just the music video for Duel of the Fates. Right, it's the music will... video for Duel of the Fates. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Well, well. Hey, listen. I I believe you, Abby. Kid I believe. Rock. <laughs> I swear to God. 
Here's what's going to happen. You're going to join group therapy and I'm going to make a post watch with this, a link. This. Hold on. Ready? I am a Sith Lord. Oh, God. I will breathe. One with the force and the force is one with me. <laughs> you just... I don't know what I swear. Um. Anyways, should we talk about the trailer a little bit more? I guess. It's, it's, not, it's kind of short. Yeah, but what else does there to say about it? It looks great. I don't know. We could. There's new characters. Fuck it. Who cares? There's a lot of people talking about this trailer. I'm just excited. I want to see Hayden Christensen. Give me that. Give me that me Hayden too. Christensen. That I've seen a lot of Hayden. people complaining. I've seen a lot of people complaining about the look of the Inquisitor because he doesn't look like a cartoon. Um, yeah, either it does Obi Wan Kenobi. It does look like maybe thing. they. Oh, yeah, it's the same. But thing it does. Sorry, Jacob. It does look like maybe they changed the race of the Inquisitor because that right. race has been in a film before and it, it is different. But I just right. think here's the thing. But here's the thing. It doesn't matter. Who cares? Here's the thing. I'm about to go on. It yeah. was a cartoon. Now it's not. Here's yeah. the deal. Do it. Here's yeah. the deal. Tell them. Mm-hmm. Tell them, Craig. If you watch new content of any kind and your takeaway is to point out what doesn't look like the thing that you want it to look like because you know what it's supposed to look like you suck that's not what this is about this is about story okay mm-hmm. i it also who cares oh the inquisitor looks like it's not like darth maul showed up and he doesn't have spikes anymore like so his head's not as long it's one millisecond shot in a trailer who cares okay, it's sorry. a character we've never seen in real life before right and you know what so this is what they and look it, like and it doesn't matter what you think you think it's supposed to you think you know it's supposed to look like this the creators of it say it looks like this so that's what it looks like um yeah now hold on did you find kid rock uh maybe I don't yeah, know. It's, it's, I think it was the movie awards. I found something. I found another Kid Rock Star Wars. Uh, let's thing, so. well, hey, let's do it. Whatever it is, <laughs> I I'm load it up. Live react mm-hmm. to it. Yeah. All right. Here we go. Um, <laughs> we've gone off the rails, but roll it, what, roll I think it. That's what the people like. This is from Reddit. Clips of Star Wars Episode One intercut with Ba with the Ba on MTV. Right. Okay, that's pretty cool. So that's kind of what will, you were describing. I will track down and find what I'm referencing. Right special clip. From Star Wars Episode One, The Phantom Menace. And I understand that when director George Lucas says action, he really means action. Whoa. This is amazing. I love this so much. This is incredible. I'm about to dismantle a part of the house and start surfing on it. <laughs> hey, this hey. song makes this movie so much better, honestly. <laughs> it makes it all of this look it makes that pod race look awesome. For the Sith! For the Jedi! <laughs> We're in the limo on our way to the Lucas Ranch to see Star Wars. Oh, it's not on 98 degrees going to see Star Wars. Oh, shit. Fuck. Get me in that van, dude. I do cherish you. Singing to a lightsaber. 
Your name is Anakin Skywalker. I don't have any. Um, God, I want to move to 1999. It looks way more awesome. Yeah, dude. I because that was a, a big, good year. That was a big thing back then. They would like try to melt like it would be like we're tonight's the world premiere of the mandalorian and we're with machine gun kelly who's it's like who cares what machine gun kelly thinks of the band yeah well yeah it's all by the way i just made that's not a promotion cross promotion uh if somebody can make us more episode one clips with various kid rock songs that would be awesome like how awesome was that i i'm going to research and Come yeah. up with some. I'm gonna like have, have to, to forge it. You'll and have fake to a video. It out. I I have a vision. In my She's head. gonna make a fake video. <laughs> I can see it like all the the choir singing it, and then like the, it cuts either like Kid Rock or Eminem. And in, that's the, in the crowd Wait, now, watching. Now Eminem is is in. <laughs> yeah, Eminem what else is involved in your little you're fantasy? You're making this up. <laughs> this is all just something that I really want. This is my Super Bowl halftime show. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, then Creed was there. <laughs> <laughs> Hello, my friends. We're meeting <laughs> yeah, the yeah. driving church, a double play. <laughs> Come on, Marlins, lick us proud. He's singing the Marlin song to the Star Wars. We've <laughs> hey, you know what? This is classic white jazz. I like it. Yeah, I'm having fun. Yeah. Anyway, so yeah, Obi Wan comes out soon. Um, <laughs> you guys want to figure out Star Wars celebration? <laughs> Should we do that off air? Maybe off air. <laughs> we should yeah. do that. Off air. Yeah. Sure. Um. All right, guys. So, final thoughts on anything? Batman, Obi Wan, nothing. Mm-hmm. We didn't even good. talk about how. Uh, it was good. I'm the bull god. Uncle Owen's back. We didn't even talk about Owen's that. Back. Yeah. Sa- oh. Same actor from that one clip at the end of episode. From three. the. <laughs> Pretty cool. It's not bad. Cool. That's the that's the Star Wars character I've been waiting for. I've been wondering what <laughs> Uncle Owen was up to. Yeah. He she, seemed to really have it all figured out. Well, he doesn't. You know, I know how things end for him. It's not great. Sure. Um there's a oh, we talked about this on Geek Dad Life, but this is the funniest thing ever. Like the Uncle Owen playset, um, the Owen hut. The Lars yeah. Hut yeah. from yeah, yeah, Hasbro. Yeah. It it almost has a name, kind of like the family that busts together. Yeah, it's like the incident. It's called like the disturbance yeah. at the <laughs> at the <laughs> Owens Hut. It's like the disturbance. <laughs> They're burned alive. Yeah. The disturbance. That's more than a disturbance. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Yes. Oh, uh, anyways. So Hasbro, keep it up with the your your naming toys. The You're incineration. Doing- <laughs> um let's do final thoughts abigail on anything any musings any parting words wisdom i am going to find that clip and i'm going to research it as hard as i can (laughs) to figure out why i'm crossing these wires in my head and if i can't i'll make my own video listen 1999 was a weird year a lot of taco bell a lot of hormones a lot of (laughs) stuff going on in my head it's a combination of star wars you know the phantom menace Mm -hmm. Limp Biscuit, In Sync. There's just mm-hmm. a lot of things going on in that year. Yes, yeah, surfing culture. You know, a lot of stuff coming into my life. I went to when I saw Star Wars: The Phantom Menace. Saw one of the first screenings at like seven o'clock or five thirty or whatever. It was the first. It was I was in a freshman in high school, and I rode with somebody who drove. It was the first time I drove with like a teenager to the movies. His name was Chris Friedman. He was a sophomore, sophomore, not sophomore. 
And I was always appreciative of, of him taking me and this other guy. And we all went and saw Star Wars. It was great. That's real nice. I don't know what happened to him. He was some sort of a DJ, I remember, in high school. I hope he's doing okay. Mm. Chris, if you're out there, thank you for the ride to Phantom Menace. <laughs> Special memories. It's, that that reignited my desire to be a Star Wars collector, and you've cost me literally thousands and thousands <laughs> of dollars. <laughs> That's what, that was what got you. Wow. Yeah. I saw Anyways, it with my church. He was, your, he was your very own personal VJ. Kind he of. was. He wanted to be a VJ. Did not win, <laughs> but he did get to take me to the movies. He also made me my first burn CD. This is an influential person. What, what episode? What are we doing? This is a Star Wars episode. <laughs> now we're, we well, I remember about? the guy sitting next to me guy? in the theater. He couldn't watch the like opening where you ride the roller coaster that has like popcorn and soda because he got candies. sick. Yeah, he would. What a loser! As soon as the, yeah. he got the theater, started. What an idiot! <laughs> he's got to bring his drama mean to the movies with him yeah he was like a punk type like he was a year older than me like he wore like a i hate it hey i hate to tell you he was not a punk he had like red dyed and stuff and i was like this guy if he bought a ticket for the movie he's not a punk all right jake final thoughts i'm just excited man i'm excited for everything that's happening i'm glad we're getting more star wars i'm I'm, batman was fine um it was better than fine but i feel like i can't say that it was great and uh i'm excited to see more of it excited to see more batman i'm excited for the mysteries that the obi-wan show holds and i'm kind of nervous that it's only six episodes that is scary to me better be long I want them to be long episodes. I don't want it to end. It hasn't even started, and I never <laughs> I want, want it to end. end. I yeah. love it. That's it. Um, my final thought is, it does feel big. It does feel important. You know, you're bringing you McGregor is a legit star. He's a movie star. He's a movie yeah. actor. We've seen him in the Star Wars movies, mm-hmm. and now he's back, and it's it's really cool. It's exciting, and um, I know Boba Fett had its ups and downs. So, um, but I've got good feelings about this. I really do. Mm-hmm. So yeah, yeah, that's it. That's mm-hmm. what I was going to say. All right. Hopes well, are high. Hopes are high. Uh, for Abigail Gardner, Jacob Walsh of the YHS universe. My name is Craig Goldberg. This has been a lot of fun. Subscribe to the channel. Like the video. We'll see you next week for more musings from yes. YHS. Yeah, give us more followers than the Riddler. <laughs> well, we're, doing good. we're doing better already. I know it kind of made me feel good. I was like, YHS is doing better. We're doing better than the Riddler. Doing better for the community. Thank you know. God. We uh, haven't killed we anybody. Did the Zero Riddler kills. have a Patreon is what I want to know. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it looked like he might have had a Reddit or something. But. <laughs> yeah. Um, if you do want to support, people ask us all the time, what's the best way to support YHS? Yes, we have a merch store, belowthecollar.com slash yes, have some. You can find official YHS podcast merchandise like Abigail is wearing right now. Uh, but the best, most helpful, most beneficial way for us, if you really want to support us, is sign up for Patreon because you get something out of it too. Patreon.com slash yes, have some bonus audio episodes jacob walsh versus stephen king which is a whole bonus audio series that's absolutely incredible and we've got our zoom hangouts we've got different level tiers five dollar tier ten dollar tier uh it's a there's a three-year backlog of content you could sign up for five dollars tomorrow and literally open up an entire world of new yhs Mm -hmm. that you never knew about it's very exciting um and i'm gonna leave everybody at this I am on chapter five of book two of the Dark Tower, the drawing of the three. I have joined the Stephen King universe. 
King Club. I, I'm in. I'm like I wake up in the morning and I'm like, where where am I? Maine? Okay. <laughs> I, you should have you should have waited a little longer to admit you were trying to read a book, Craig. That'll just, no. no chapter five? That you know, that's that's five whole chapters in. That's yeah, but but five chapters is nothing in a Stephen King book. Well, this we'll book, buy you the rest of the books when you when you finish. No, 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 no. Hold on, real quick, real quick, because I want to defend myself. I'm listening to the audiobook, okay. and it is um oh, how do you? I've got eight oh, hours. What are you on Audible? I've got eight hours and eight minutes left. Okay? That's pretty good. It's like a thirteen-hour okay. book, so I'm yes. doing pretty good. Okay, for everybody, yes, I've learned how to read. Deal with it. Things are changing. The times are changing. I've learned how to listen to somebody else read. <laughs> the guy who reads this book kind of sounds like when Jake reads it. It's kind of fun. He's not as good as me. Yeah. He's not. He sucks. Yeah. Why don't you have Jake reading it to you? <laughs> Jake, come why don't you just call Jake and have him read it whenever you next, want? It. Next weekend, Craig, we're going to spend the entire weekend together and I'm just going to read you a book. It's just dumb and dumber. I'm like, the. Alright everybody, we'll see you next time. Bye. Bye.